Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, real estate agents, loan officers, title reps, and anybody else who's listening, it is your lucky day. You have tuned in to episode number 100. That's 100 of the Lab Code Agents podcast. And you are even in more luck because we are bringing in the godfather of the group and the podcast himself, Mr. Tristan Ahumada. You know him well. And guess what we're going to share today? We are going to talk about building massive social media communities. And actually, we're even going to go outside of social media a little bit on this topic because let's be honest. This guy knows what the hell he's doing. Tristan, my man, I think I know you a little well. I, you know, I know you relatively well. Welcome, my friend. I love it, dude. What's up, man? That's a such a good in, You've gotten so good at that. It's so good. You, you know, this is oh, interesting. So, so Tristan and I talk like every day, literally every day. Yeah. We've got businesses together now. A lot of the podcast guests, as my our listeners know, I don't know them. I meet them like a couple minutes before we go live. So this is different. Tristan and I shoot the breeze a lot. Uh, we're good sharing friends. strategies. We, this is different, right? This is different. Yeah. Now I'm interviewing you, and this is actually kind of fun. I've done this before. I, one of the ways we actually met was me interviewing Tristan on the Real Estate and Content Ninja podcast, if you remember. Dude. And here we are, my friend. Here we are. So here's how I want to start, Tristan. Usually I tell our, I tell our guests, uh, our audience, let's assume they don't know you and tell us about who you are, but obviously everybody knows who you are. Let's do this. I don't think everybody's heard the story about how lab code agents came to be. So why don't you give them a quick story about how lab, how this community, the biggest real estate community on the planet came to be, and then let's go deep. I love it, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's start with the story. It's story time, everybody sit back, grab a cup of coffee or your cocoa. Hopefully you're listening to this on Christmas or New Year's. Should I put um, my New Year's Christmas voice on? Actually, uh, it's going to be February, my friend. So you're just, uh, you know just uh, you're just living in the past now. Uh, we, they all know uh, now we're recording this before so Christmas. Good. But All right. Well, hopefully we're all still alive after <laughs> COVID. And here we go. Story time. So it was... 2012, early 2012, I get a call from realtor.com and they said, Hey, we've got this amazing new product and it's, it's all based on zip codes and we're selling them per area. So your whole County. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. I'll take the whole County. And so I was already doing this on Google PPC, a little bit on, on Zillow and I'm like, this sounds very similar to how I'm kind of targeting Craigslist. So let's go all in. One thing led to another. I was inundated with online leads and they were they were actually really good at the time. And I was like, oh, crap, I have to create some systems. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I was forced to create an automated process with the tech that was available at the time. 
And Realtor.com got a hold of, of the idea behind what I was creating. And they said, hey, this is working really well for you. Fast forward a few months. And can we interview you? And I said, yeah, sure. Where are you located? And they're like, uh, we're located on this, this, this address. And I say, that's the same building I'm in. <laughs> and uh, they're like, no way. I'm like, yeah, uh, hold on. I go, you guys are actually on the same floor I'm in. Hold on. So I literally go out my door, their next door, their wall. My wall is their wall. I had no idea. Dude, serious. I had no idea that move.com was the same company as realtor.com. Who knew? I didn't know at the time. And so I literally go next door. They pop up the camera and they said, okay, so I'll ask you questions and you just regurgitate the stuff you already know. I said, okay, great. So I did that, put me on camera and they sent it out to their execs and their execs said, this is really good stuff. We've never heard this before. Let's throw it out to everybody and ask him if he wants to go and speak for us at NAR in San Francisco. There'll be about 20 or so thousand agents. And I said, "Um, yeah, that's awesome. Let's go. I'm in, but you have to fly my family up to San Francisco as well. They said, okay, you're in. Uh, We'll see you there. So I spoke. It was absolutely amazing. My first time speaking to that big of an audience. My first time speaking, actually, real estate related. And in the audience, who knew? Fun fact. Kevin Markarian was in the audience. And that was my introduction to Kevin, by the way, because as soon as we finished, he called me up. He said, hey, I saw you on stage. Can you go through the process that you have? Because uh, I'm getting these realtor.com leads, but they're not they're not doing very well for me. So I shared the systems with him and obviously we became good friends and he blew up after that. So awesome. uh, that's the story behind lab codes because at the very beginning, when I got on that airplane to fly to San Francisco, I said, Hey honey, my wife, right? <laughs> not imaginary wife, my real wife. Uh, I said, Hey honey, I don't think this is going to last. This is super cool that they're flying us out to San Francisco. They're paying for our hotel. They're doing everything. Um, but I think they're going to just find the next cool person or thing and then just fly them around and do stuff for them. Um, what do you think we could do with this? And she's like, well, I think maybe you should create a Facebook group out of this, right? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wanted to create a blog, but I, I wasn't on Facebook at the time. It's kind of like, Jeff, you, you know how I, I created a TikTok account, but I was like, eh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I kept on seeing you and you kept on telling me, Tristan, just go on TikTok. Just go, just go, just go. <laughs> it's kind of like that, okay? So um, so I'm like your wife. That's good happens. to know. That's good to know. 100%. 100%. Right. So when I blow up on TikTok, I'm just going to be like, it's Jeff. <laughs> it's Jeff. He Thank kept you. on pushing me. Thank you. Uh, so Facebook and I was like, okay, let's try this. So we got back home. I sat down with Jake, who you know, Jacob, mm-hmm. he's, he's our lead coordinator. And I closed the door and I said, Jake, let's create a community on Facebook. Realtor.com's got our back. We're going to do a one webinar and we'll invite everybody on that webinar to our new community. It's let's come up with a name, right? We want to really kind of break down real estate, kind of like science and, and all this stuff. So we closed the door for an hour and between Jake and I, we came up with the name lab code agents and the slogan, he came up with the slogan all by himself, which was exploring the science of real estate. And I was like, boom, that's it. As soon as I closed the door, I was like, Jake, 
we're going to blow up to a hundred thousand people. And he laughed Stop it. the door, no joke. And um, that, that week we had our first webinar. We had a hundred or so people join the, the community, the group. And then realtor.com backed me up. Everybody they talked to on the sales floor started uh, saying, Hey, have you joined lab code agents? Have you joined lab code agents? Right? So that was the beginning of lab code agents. I had some help, man. Wow. Wow. So what was, so it was your wife's idea. So she gets all the credit uh, and all, all the, the pay, all the paychecks, hopefully. Oh dude, she totally well, does. What, what was your initial. Don't get any ideas about TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your initial strategy? What was your intent of said group? Because this was, you know, this is, you're a pioneer, man. I mean, nobody was thinking about this then. Yeah, it was, it was the idea of just giving back to a community that kept on having the same difficulties, right? And you and I talked about audiences yesterday. Who's your audience? What problem are you solving? And so I really thought that this online leads through realtor.com and Zillow and even Google had no systems in place in regards to technology and automation, right? So as soon as I pieced that all together, Dude, it was like a light bulb for all these people. And then everybody started automating. Everybody started using technology. Realtor.com ended up buying the company that I showed them. Uh, it was um, Five Street. Five Street at the time was the only one who did it. And I get a text from one of the execs saying, hey, Tristan, look what we did. I was like, oh, you bought the damn company. That's, that's crazy. Good job. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I think the idea was just helping our, our community get better and better and better. And I don't, you know, I don't know where that stemmed from. People ask me, well, did that come from Keller Williams? Because, you know, the whole idea of giving back and, you know, I, I don't know, dude, it might've been a mix of so many different things, but I just wanted to give back. I wanted well, I to just give back. You probably predated even Keller's, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of their evolution, to be honest with you. I mean, okay. So let's fast forward. <clears throat> Cause I want to give, I want to give some tactical stuff here today. Uh, let's fast forward. And, and I think today people look at Facebook groups and they think, okay, real estate group, I'm going to bring value to my local real estate community because bringing value is how I can you know, win business. Or I'm going to create a local community group and I'm going to interview local restaurants and I'm going to give value about what's going on in the community or mom groups. Uh, you know, Nikki Klein crushes that or very specific niche groups, hunting and, and golfing and you name it, right? Everybody knows about that stuff now. So I want to start there before we go outside of Facebook, because I think that's more of like a foreign territory for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I still think there's a lot of our listeners that are thinking to themselves, yeah, darn it. I've been listening, watching people do these groups, grow their business as a result of it. It's no different than starting a YouTube channel. No. But but you and I know, Nikki Klein, for example, if you don't know her, look her up, based on a book Raton, Florida, crushes Facebook groups. And she's, and that's yeah. her business. Like that's how she makes her money. And she does very well. Yeah. I'm listening today, Tristan, I need your help. I need to start a Facebook group. What, what do I do? And I think, I, you know, is it, does it start with my audience? I got to figure out who I want to talk to. Yeah. I think at first, the very, very first thing I tell people, um, because now I consult on this on the side, real estate agents, uh, business people and tech companies, right? The idea of a community has grown outside of real estate now. And so when I think, well, you're telling me what do, I, I want to create this group, I said, well, take a step back. You want to create a community and it's going to transcend Facebook. What does that look like to you? So 
Number one thing is what's your passion? It doesn't have to be real estate. And I think back to only because you and I talk daily. Yesterday, we talked to Alyssa Glutz, right? Mm-hmm. And she she's not somebody who fixes your credit, but that's how she gets you. Yeah. And, I, and that's the same idea behind this, which is a, pick something that you're very passionate about that you know you can connect with an audience, a large audience with. And, and this is where we we create different types of, of communities. We're like, do you want to create a business type of a community around a product like um, Peloton? Only Peloton because, you know, it's a, it's a good product. There. Mm-hmm. They have a great group too. Check them out. So like that, does it, does, it, uh, does it entice you to create a community based on an area like where you live, right? Or maybe the city a little bit bigger? Right. And somewhere somewhere where you can go and communicate what's happening and also interview local people like that. Or are you going to go behind an idea, something that that you want to push kind of like lab code agents? We're all we're all uh, coming from a point of contribution, giving back. Right. And therefore, a larger community answer questions and show processes. So what are you going to do? And I, I think that's where people think that they can only do this for business. And not start with something that they're very passionate about. Like you, Jeff, you are super passionate about two things that stand out in my mind. One is you you love social, right? You got you got into social and now like you are growing rapidly. That's number one. And the other one is you're really good at working out, dude. I, I like fitness. Look, yeah, fitness. You work out like like religiously, man. You have these calendars on your freaking wall. And I'm like, damn, I need to catch up to to Jeff. I'm like, always behind, man. But anyway, I'm watching. And so I would say for something like like that, think about what your passion is. Because what the one thing that happens all the time, and you and I witness this, is that people start something, but they don't finish. And there's no consistency. The only way you're going to be consistent is if you do something that you really love, because you're going to be the only one clapping for yourself. You're going to be the only one rooting for yourself for a year, two years. I don't know how long, right? But it's just going to be you. So when you decide what that looks like, then I want you to take a look at this and say, okay, I'm ready. This is a business. Let's start now thinking branding. What does this what does this look like, right? Now that I have identified what I'm going to do, what does my branding look like? How does it look on a t-shirt? How does it look on a hat? How does it look on a on a website, on my newsletter? How does it look on a Facebook community or a LinkedIn group, right? How does it look like on every single social media platform? One of the things that I accidentally did because realtor.com, a friend at realtor.com said, "Hey, now that you created this this cool lab code agents thing with a cool logo, can you do me a favor? I said, yeah, what? He's like, go pick up the domain name and go pick up every single social media outlet. I said, Ooh, that's, I didn't think of that. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. So do that because you never know if you, if you put your, if you put every effort that you have into this, where this is going to end up. Right. So you've got to pick up everything. Like this is going to be big. And this is why I say when people pick up, the idea of creating a group or a community, I think they don't see the the whole picture, right? Because this is, you can actually build a business out of this. Yeah, You can build a massive business out of this if you do it right. 
And, and that's where I've, I've broken it down into how I help companies now, which is into three phases, right? Pre, I call it the, the pre-phase, the launch phase, and then the post, post phase. That's where you're growing and, and doing all that. But that's the general idea, dude. I love it, man. And you you mentioned a quote that you posted. I actually snipped a picture of it because I'm going to re- repost it eventually. But it says, consistency is harder when no one is clapping for you. You must clap for yourself during those times. You should always be your biggest fan. And one thing I want to allude to real quick and, and mention, because you mentioned the fitness group, I started doing this a few years ago, and I've had a couple of different groups since then. And they've never been million-person groups, not even thousand person groups. They're t- we're hundred person groups. And my current group's only 50 people. But here's the deal, folks. It's my accountability measure. Like I do that. And my wife always tells me, she's like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you wasting your time posting it to social media every day? Why? Because it holds me accountable to my fitness goals. It's Dude. like, it's like that social proof that if I don't post it, it may have never happened. And so I have to do it for my own mind. And what ended up happening was you get a bunch of people to jump on board. And they're like, holy crap, this is really cool. Like-minded people. Yeah. And guess what? They've become raving fans. Now I've inspired them. So guess what? Like when we get, when we all get into real estate, we have, we have like five raving fans. It's our mom. It's our dad. It's maybe our spouses, maybe our kids. And that's about it. Even you can't even rely on your siblings and cousins, right? We all know how that goes. So how do you create <laughs> raving fans? And and this guy right here has done that like 130 times, thousand times over with this with this lab code agents group. And and That's okay, funny so that, that you say that on um, on creating raving fans, dude. I I was uh, I took my own advice on the passion thing, and I thought, what do I love doing? I love writing, and I love creating like actual content. I sit. In, in this like little corner with my headset on and I just create content. And I thought, well, I really would love to go deeper into helping people grow their, their leadership skills and just becoming a better version of themselves. And I thought maybe I could, uh, I already have a, a name for it. It was a brilliant tribe at the time. I had, I had the name for like two years. I didn't do anything with it. I was like, maybe I can attach that to a newsletter and create a community on newsletters. So I did that a year ago. It'll be a year ago, like in a, in a week or two. And, and that I put like my heart and soul into it. And that has grown dramatically as well, because people, here's the key. People see that you're taking time to, to give them value. There, there's a saying, and I don't know who the hell said it, but people don't, people don't pay attention and they don't listen to you and they don't trust you until they feel like you actually care for them. Right. And part of that caring is showing that you're actually giving back without expecting a single thing. There were some people when I created a brilliant tab were like, okay, okay, what, um, what's the end game here? Right. How much money are you going to make from this? I hadn't even thought of this. I'm like, Hey, I go, I told my wife, I'm like, Hey honey, you're going to see me go in little corners and create like newsletters and stuff, but there's no money in it. I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm just doing it just because putting myself in time out. Yeah. And, and I think when, when people start looking at putting this money first idea, instead of giving value, just, just to help, I think things get a little reversed there, man. And there's nothing wrong with making money right at all. But what's going to, what's going to take me through all those hard times that I didn't want to write the newsletter. Cause this is a two this is a two times a week thing. And it takes me an hour and a half to two hours to write every time. 
what's going to take me through that? It's like passion. I love doing this stuff. Yeah. Sure. So when you're looking at a community and I'll get into details too, when you're looking at a community, think of the value you're going to be bringing on a daily basis. What does that look like? And you're not going to hold anything back. This is why I say like, dude, if you love working out, like you, you're, you're do really well with health, right? It's not, you're not going to second guess it. You're just going to post what you're already doing. And so it's that. so easy for you. And, and people try to do things, and it's the same in real estate or business. They try to do things that don't fall into their lifestyle, and it's just never consistent. They're forcing it. Yeah, and and they're not forcing it in the right way if they're going to force it, right? Because right. there are there are right ways to force things, but it's tough. Well, and you mentioned another thing about forcing, which is is trying to monetize before you that like that's your initial strategy your initial strategy is to monetize and you know i made a tiktok about this you've taught me a lot about this which is like just the whole kindness principle like giving and it will come back tenfold i think a lot of people get out of their own way but i i mentioned once and it's it's kind of something i've really focused on is build the audience first then everything else comes easy later because if you if you invent a product and you exhaust time and resources and money developing the product but you don't have anything left now to get it to the public yeah I mean, it could be the greatest product in the world but it's not going to sell so build the audience first then as you and i are experiencing use more so than me but it's starting to happen a lot for me is now the products want me because i have the audience so they want to tap into the audience and therefore you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's money and sometimes it's exchange and sometimes, but I think if people could put the wrap their head around that and you are, you're the epitome of this. I mean, that's exactly what you've done because you go into something. I'm going to build a Facebook group for real estate agents so we can collaborate together. Not because we're going, I'm going to make a, a shit ton of money. Like that was, I was a byproduct. And then, and then a billion time, you know, you're doing it because you love it. And I think that's where a lot of people lose focus. And you know what? We might even lose a few listeners who say, screw that. It's all about the money. Well, listen, folks, if, <laughs> if you actually follow the strategy that we're laying, or that Tristan's flying out here, the money actually will come in a much, in a much larger fashion down the road. It's just a long so there's, game. There's nothing wrong with money. No. <laughs> I, love, no. I love money. But, uh, you know, that's just, it's the wrong order. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's the wrong order. Man. I love so it. look, let's, let's look into growing a community outside of not just Facebook, right? Uh, outside of, of Facebook. What does that look like? And I look at, at one thing that's often overlooked and that's the email list, right? Because an email list, the difference between email and everything else that goes out is very similar to text in that when you receive an email and you open it, right? Because it's a valued source. You have their full attention. They're not looking at anything else. And if your message is delivered well, that'll take them to that next step, whatever that funnel is, right? And the cool thing that I see now with a brilliant tribe is people message me and they're like, you know, I created a, a folder just for a brilliant tribe. You go, thank you, Tristan. And they text me and send me pictures and post it up. I'm like, all right, so that's how I know I'm delivering massive value, right? And so you think that and you're like, okay, let's build a community on Facebook. Let's start grabbing everybody's emails, right? Every time they join the community, you ask the question, hey, what's your email, 
right? So I can send you a newsletter, not so I can spam you. That's a good question. So is that important when setting up a group is to set up how many questions and what questions do you recommend? Yeah, I usually recommend three questions, right? And that's, and, and you know, there, there are uh, 10, 000, approximately 10,000 versions of Facebook running at one time. So you have some people are running with three questions and some have the ability to run four. Those are the only ones I've seen, but that's why I say three. So one question is usually, are you going to abide by the rules, right? That's an easy one. Hey, no spamming. We'll throw you out type thing. Yes. I usually put my first one as in, hey, what's your email address? Pop it in here. We'll throw you into our newsletters to keep you updated on our webinars or whatever we do, right? Easy. And, I, and we do giveaways too. Then the next one is, are you awesome? And sometimes I just ask that randomly because it kind of sets the tone for the culture. And the answers to these are some of the funniest answers you would ever hear. Like, oh, my mom thinks I am. It's yeah. like, what What kind of question is that? Ah, of course I am. I'm like, I love this. Yep. Right? It sets the tone for the group already from the beginning. And then the last question is usually, are you going to abide by these rules? And those are the three. But it's important not to overlook the email because one out of every three people that join the community will leave an email. And that's a pretty good ratio. If you have a group of a thousand people, that's 300 emails, right? And usually if eventually you're, you are going to sell something, if you have 300 emails and you have a 40% open ratio, because typically you do on a small list like that, where they, they actually decide to opt in, you're looking at about anywhere between a five to 10% of those will end up purchasing something that you have to sell, Right. And so uh, that's not a bad list, but you have to grow it first and you have to continually love it and nurture it, right? So community on Facebook, then community based on email, right? And then if you are running interviews, if you are running um, some type of Facebook lives, record those and either throw them into a podcast, right? Or throw them into your YouTube channel. And now all of a sudden you're growing more than just that one community. Because my biggest fear, Jeff, always from the very beginning was, okay, what happens if Facebook gets destroyed tomorrow, right? Or what happens if our Facebook group gets taken down, which I've seen a few Facebook groups get taken down, right? Really? And Yeah. And so um, that's always a question. And so now we have such a massive email list right? If people have opted in over the years, that's not as big of a concern anymore because we can grow whatever we want. I mean, in a year, I have 70,000 people on a brilliant tribe, right? Wow. With a 40, 43% open ratio. Wow. And, and the, and somebody might look at that and say, well, that's, that's, you know, you've got a competitive advantage. Yeah, he does. Guess why? Cause he built the audience first. Yeah. So then it was easy to go grow an email list of 70,000. Exactly, man. Exactly. And, and the key is when you're looking at this, think of what it's going to look like. Who's your team? Like, who are you going to bring in to help? Right? Like Jeff and I have become really good friends. And now I'm like, I bring him in on, if I'm thinking of something, I'm like, oh, Jeff, Jeff can execute. <laughs> I need his help. <laughs> so I, I look at that in the same way. And it's like, when you're, when you're going to build something, bring in people that are like-minded that are no hassle because the last thing you want is drama. You don't want to work with somebody that's going to bring you down or you're going to be like, I have to work with this guy or this lady today. 
right? That's the last thing you want. So when you're building up your community, whatever that looks like, have people help you out. Bring in three to four to five and initially have them be the ones that bring in other people into that community. So let's say, Jeff, I was going to start a new community on health, right? I was going to, then I'd pick, I'd be like, well, who do I know? That's my friend. That's a health freak. And I'd look at, um, well, if I was starting it, I'd be like, number one is Jeff. right? <laughs> and then maybe Dave, you know, Dave Cullen, oh, right? yeah. I go, Dave, uh-huh. Dave Cullen works out. Right. And I'd go down the list and I'd be like, who else works out? Ken Posick's get, dude, that yeah. guy, that guy's getting good, man. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so I'd go down the list and I'd find probably like seven to 10 people that I know personally that I would love to work with to help me create this community. And then I'd sell them the vision. What is your vision? Right. Like when I first sold the vision, I had Jacob and Steve Passanelli, who, you know, <laughs> from Bomb Bomb. Steve Passanelli. It's kind of a was, big deal. Dude, he was my, he was my uh, second admin, right? It was Jake and Steve. And I go, okay, Steve, this is my idea, right? And, uh, and then he left Realtor.com to go to Bomba. Uh, but that's the idea. You sell him the vision and you say, okay, here are the guidelines. I think one of the biggest mistakes is we don't have guidelines, right? And so what are those guidelines? What, are, what is expected? And how many people do you need to bring in on a daily basis? It used to be, Jeff, that if I brought you in, you could bring in like 2,000 people in one day. And then half of those, half of those would never get, <laughs> never get in. Now it ranges between 10 to 20. Yeah, and I yeah. keep it to 10 because I don't want to get blocked. But still, dude, if if you brought in, if you brought in 10 moderators or admins, and each one of those is bringing in 10 a day, right? That adds up at the end of the month, right? Yeah. That's the idea behind it yeah. about growing rapidly. That's one thing people miss. And then once you're growing rapidly, what are you posting in the community? Because if you're bringing in people and there's nothing there, why are they going to stick around? There's yeah. no reason. Yeah. 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 Right. That's the key. Right there. So, but let's be honest, rapid growth is really hard now. You know, we, we've now since evolved rapid growth unless, unless, you know, like it's, it's Gary V's group or, you know, Tristan Ahumadas or somebody famous rapid growth is hard. And, and so it is. how, you know, I use myself as an example, because I've, I've, I've built my own groups and I don't have, I'm a fraction and by a fraction, I mean a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of your size in some of my groups, but I don't let that knock me down. Like, it's just like, I'm just going to keep going. But what, what would, I'm probably an anomaly there, but what would be something that you would tell somebody that says, you know what, I want to do this. I'm going to do it around community, like, like a local community, like a geographical mm-hmm. community, or I'm going to do it around a passion, like, like fitness or uh, my business. Cause this isn't just real estate. In fact, there's probably a ton of opportunity outside of real estate. How, how do, how, how do I, how do I gauge my success or do I, do I even worry about it? And do I just stay neurotically consistent? Like, what do you say? Well, I think it's a combination of both. And you have to have, here's where people usually measure with KPIs. And this is where I get, I think they get it wrong, right? You have to measure, you can't measure with KPIs, something that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's actually the same question that Gary Vee gets all the time, which is, well, how do I measure my ROI, return on investment or KPIs, right? Uh, I say, Key look, performance indicators for those. Yes, know. you got it. And you, you, instead, you've got to be measuring something else, which is, well, what are my what are my OKRs, right? 
And, and for those of you who are wondering what the hell are OKRs, it's like, well, what, what are my objectives and key results, right? What's my objective? And what are those key results that I want to attain over a month, over two months, over a year, right? All of a sudden you look at it differently and you're like, got it. I reached a hundred people, right? And now I'm delivering a message consistently. I'm seeing that I'm growing my brand locally, right? People are recognizing me. So I'm penetrating into this community that I wanted to, right? That was your objective, right? And the key results at the end is, well, am I getting business out of it, right? And are people recognizing me at uh, the local grocery store? Mm -hmm. So people can then refer you. So I think the idea behind it is, I think people are just measuring the wrong things. And there's nothing against big communities, but like small communities, and that's that's honestly where people feel close knit. You don't know how many times we've heard and we continue to hear, wow, I remember when Lab Code Agents was small and the content was amazing, right? And I would know this person, I would know this is what I hear all the time. And it's true, you lose something when you grow massive, right? But you also gain other things. Mm-hmm. But don't be don't be sad because your community is small. I think you have a small tribe of people there that believe in the same thing that that are close closely knit together that you can do a lot with. So if you're looking at a community that has like under a thousand people, you have a lot of opportunity there yeah. depending what you want to do. Yeah it, it goes back to kind of the, the mindset of when you put out a video, virality doesn't really mean anything anymore because you could get a million views and sell nothing and get 20 views and sell two of whatever you're selling. It doesn't, you know, the, what really matters at the end of the day here. And, and I don't think, and I don't want, I don't want to lose sight of it because it's not about like selling. I think that was one of the biggest key components of what you said. It's, it's about giving. It's about collaboration. It's about, you know, it, it's about sharing. It's about doing something that you're passionate about you know, like my fitness thing, I, I actually have zero intent of selling anything ever, none. Uh, it's purely, I, I get you satisfaction. I get, I get satisfaction out of inspiring people. It Dude, inspires honestly, me. I look at your stuff and I'm like, damn, I need to use my watch more. Yeah. Right. That's why I started using my watch more. Good. I'm that's, like, the, that's the idea. Well, because, because that's the thing is, is that when you do good for people, it comes back to you. It doesn't even, and again, I'm not doing it for business, but there is a byproduct and the byproduct is, you know, they remember you for whatever it is you do. And, yeah. and it does, it goes a long way. It does, man. It does. And, and part of, part of one of the, the six uh, basic human needs is actually significance. So it makes sense, right? It makes you feel like you're doing something more for those people around you. And actually that's what pulls us psychologically right? We give, it's like our kids. What do they tell us? They're like, Oh, I don't want to disappoint you. Right. I'm like, Oh, they're worried about that. It's the same thing with us. Right. Yeah. And, and doing the things we do on social media, it's about significance. I've, I've got another question. that's a little bit off base, but very much on base, which is, which I, again, I'm, I, I can say it by example here is you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel and create your own group from scratch. You can go become a big piece of an established group. And we know somebody who's done that, um, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like that can actually that can be more. Which, by the way, was not strategic necessarily, but it ended up being massive for me. Well, dude, 
You you run 100%. the Lab Code Agents podcast. Uh, this is what we're doing right now, exactly. But it created relevance. My point is, is you can be strategic about that. So if I can give anybody some advice is you go find the Tristans of the world in the arena that you want to be in, figure out how you can bring value to them, become a big piece of a big community that already exists. And there you go and elevate your brand and your name and it can do wonders for your business. So there's just another kind of component to what you could do with existing groups. That's a great point, man. And when it comes to businesses, whatever business you're in and you're listening in, find find a community that's doing well already and then start posting a lot in there. If we're talking about a Facebook community, right? Start posting in there, giving value, reach out to the moderators or the admins and say, hey, is it okay if I do a Facebook Live? I'm not selling anything. I just want to give back. And if you do that routinely, you stand out. And all of a sudden, not only for that community do you become valuable, uh, become valuable, you become valuable to the admins and moderators because Jeff, dude, how often are we looking for people that can contribute, yes, right? Yes. That's like the biggest thing we look for. We're like, okay, who can contribute? Because yeah. a lot of people we think are contributing aren't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, I, but, and you, that's a great point. And, and so again, living, breathing proof of this is I think people get, I guess they give up on it. And you mentioned this in the very beginning is you just don't see an immediate ROI and you feel like you're just giving, giving, giving without seeing anything in return. And that's because just like anything, it takes time for it to, to mature. And and this is no different. And and you're right because how many people come into lab coats, for example, and just start vomiting an advertisement, and they get booted because nobody wants that. And and those people can't see the forest through the trees. And that you actually win. You know, we're experiencing this in another group of ours uh, where there's a gal who's an expert in IG, and she gets she gets it. She just gets it, and she's bringing tons of value. And guess what? The byproduct is people are calling her and she's getting business. She's a coach and it's hard to find those people. So if you're listening to this today, like we're telling, this is a roadmap. Tristan's giving you the roadmap. I've just jumped on the coattails and figured out how to get myself immersed in it, which is another way to do it. But it wasn't because I kissed your ass. It wasn't because I bought my way in. I brought value and it's, it's, it's whether you're creating a group and bringing value to a community or bringing value to an already existing group. You see this, you, you get the parallel here, you get the point. Dude, that is a really good point that you bring up there because there are some companies that I help out where I've had to start from scratch, right? And other ones that already have a community, but they're not doing anything with. So they just need that extra push or examples of what to do and consistent value given. It's a great point. You could totally do that in, in communities out there that are massive that need help. So let's, so is there anything else that you want to touch on from a Facebook perspective today before we give them a little nugget about where there's other places that they can do communities and groups? Cause maybe somebody says just no way in hell. I've, I'm, I don't like Facebook. I'm staying off of it. Um, yeah. So first any, any, any last nuggets on Facebook and then second, where else can someone go to create communities? Yeah. Facebook, what I would do is, is start a group. Right. Also create a business page. This way you can put some money behind the business page and grow the group as well. And then once you're doing interviews with people that are local or whoever you decide to interview for your specific community, make sure that you also 
download those and put those into the the actual business page and drive that so that more people are aware of your brand, right? And then drive them back into the group. And then you're giving value at that point. You can break it up into little pieces and then continue to feed that community. Tidbits, dude, it's really, it's, uh, I, I can't do this without a team. I can't emphasize how important a team is. You do have to find the right people though. And if you do, you will, you will continue to grow. So that on Facebook is where I'll leave it. Now, outside of Facebook, there are so many things you could do. People are calling now communities just uh, your following, right? Your tribe. They're calling that a community. So uh, I'm hearing it a lot on TikTok where they're saying, well, my community, right? And this is just your followers, right? So you can definitely grow a community on TikTok, but they're, they're your followers. Just make sure, like I said before, understand who your audience is, what your message is from the very beginning. You can do the same thing on YouTube, but if you want a full on uh, true community where people go in and comment and post freely, then you're looking at probably LinkedIn also offers that. There are some pretty big groups in LinkedIn. And then the other ones are outside of social media. We're looking at companies like Kajabi where you can offer a course and belong to a community, right? Same thing with Teachable. And then there are companies like Disciple who create apps for you that are community-based. You can do videos. Same thing. Imagine Facebook, but you own it, right? Because it's they create this app for you. And then there's one that's less expensive called Mighty Network. You can take a look at those. They create an app for you. They design the website for you. And then you can also do a course as well. So everybody's kind of going through the whole membership course thing. And you could definitely build it outside of, of Facebook. But what I would do is I would start it in Facebook, grow it a little bit. So you have an audience and a brand and then start growing it outside of that through email, through all the other social media channels. And then finally outside of any social media network through a domain name. Let me ask you one more question before we wrap up, because I'm intrigued by it. So I imagine somebody else who listened to, who heard what you just said was disciple. What do you, what do you know about that? So it sounds to me like it's a it's an so it's an app. So therefore, you probably can get prompts and whatnot. So basically, it's like a it's uh, it's just a group where you can, I guess, share what share text, memes, pictures, videos, anything. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine a full on app, but the whole app is your brand. So you would open it up and you can call it whatever you call. It. Let's say you want to do Fits or Media, right? It would be called Fits or Media. You click on it and then it pops up. And inside of that app, you can have different communities and you can sell your own course, right? You can have some communities that are free, some communities that are paid, right? And if, if let's just say you have one community, you go in there, click on it, and it, it's just like Facebook. Post a video, a comment, other people comment and like, right? Exactly the same thing, but it's for you. It's a company out of, I interviewed them, so I know what, what they are. Company out of uh, England, they originally were creating this for uh, record labels, for uh, record, sorry, uh, uh, famous musicians. They helped the Rolling Stones do this. And then they said, hey, this is working really well. Why don't we sell this on the side, right? And create, create apps and brands for people that run like a community. And that's where the idea came from. I don't remember where they got the name from, Disciple, but it works, dude. That That's makes very sense. Good. It, it, it's, got, it's got a connection when you think biblical terms. Yeah, it's good, dude. It's good. I love it, but, 
Yeah, I think just one thing I'll, I'll leave everybody with is that when you're thinking of building a community, think of the whole thing as a business. Like this is now a business. Build build a community. Um, I, I think, you know who said it really well now that I'm thinking about it? Uh, Ryan Serhant recently did a video that he switched to his, uh, uh, he created his own independent brokerage now. And he said, his focus is on growing his brand on social, right? That's it. He's building a massive community and letting that community now build his wealth on real estate. All of the clients, all of the referrals. Now he sends everything to his team, right? Or his brokerage. Yeah. So he's doing it the right way. He's building a media company versus a real estate company, right? Think of that and, and then apply that to a community because that's what we've done. I love it, dude. So, um, and I know the answers to this, but not everybody knows this. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, like you are accessible, by the way, that's an amazing thing in and of itself for someone of his stature. How, what's the best way if somebody just wants to connect with you? How, to, how What's the best way to do it? Yeah, you can go on to Facebook. You can message me on Messenger. Believe it or not, not a lot of people message me on Messenger, which is weird. Or you can find me on Instagram or just TikTok. Google my name. Tick, TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. I'm what? trying to grow. I'm trying to catch up to Jeff. Well, yeah, right. What about the brilliant <laughs> tribe? Like, what if they want to? What if they're not in the, your email group? Which, by the way, I subscribe to it. It's nothing but value and excellent reads. Uh, how do they subscribe to that? That is a good question, dude. I would just have them text me uh, to area code 310 310-356-3715. And I'll send you a link to join. I love it, dude. So from all of the real estate community and, and the Lab Code Agents podcast community and everyone, I want to say thank you, dude, for everything that you do. And I think if for anybody who's thinking, like, what can I do in return for Tristan? I'll tell you one thing you can do. You're on the podcast right now. You can go give us a review. Go review it through your podcast medium, through iTunes. Uh, you can let more people know about it. Believe it or not, not as many people know about this podcast as you would think that do, considering it's a 130,000 size group, because it's a different medium. It's not the same thing that's going on inside of the group. So do that for the Lab Code Agents group. Tristan, is there anything else anybody can do for you? Dude, um, yeah, share this podcast. <laughs> Because we do want to grow it. So share it, love it, like it. Tell Jeff what an amazing job he is doing. <laughs> don't, he is, don't. I want real feedback. It. I want real feedback. Fine. Tell him what a crappy job he's doing. If, if I deserve it, I deserve and, it. You know? and, and follow us. Just, just download the damn thing and follow us on TikTok. I love it, man. I love it, brother. I appreciate you. And I think I can speak for everybody again saying thank you for all that you do. And uh, we're excited for what the future holds, my friend. Thanks, bro. I'm excited too, man. Thanks for the interview. It was great. A hundredth episode. One zero zero. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? 
plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.